G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Time to catch up on what's happening across Israel and the Middle East. Our correspondent Ron Royce joins us now. Ron, good morning. Good morning, Matt. Well, uh, first off, uh, Israel, they've declared concern that world powers are yielding, I could say again, to Iran regarding the nuclear negotiations. This is an ongoing issue, and it's one that we still haven't got a resolution to yet. No, and it's something that we should be taking to the Lord in prayer. Uh, The deal is supposed to be finalised by the 30th of June, Uh, And there are concerns announced this week by Benjamin Netanyahu, the Israeli prime minister, who's accusing world powers of beginning to enable that deal to take place uh, and uh, give Iran a nuclear program. Netanyahu argued that the agreement in the works would not deny Iran, uh, which makes it uh, uh, its nuclear projects are not peaceful. The means of making a bomb uh, will be granted to them. And he said, to our regret, the reports that are coming in from world powers attest to an acceleration of concessions by them in the face of Iranian stubbornness. The Israeli energy minister, Yuval Steinef, uh, also joined uh, the prime minister in, in calling out for wisdom uh, to be applied by the world powers in the final negotiations. On Saturday, the Iranian president, Hassan Rouhani, said his country, in the name of protecting state secrets, could reject stepped-up inspections, even at the cost of missing the June 30 deadline. Uh, It's pretty obvious there's no enthusiastic cooperation coming from the Iranians, and there is a grave concern uh, that the negotiations are proceeding primarily to give the United States President Obama some kind of a legacy before he ends his term of office. Mm. Well, in other news across the region, rising tensions between Jordan and the Palestinian Authority. What's happening now? Yeah, it's uh, very interesting to see this uh, uh, closer relationship taking place. Uh, On May the 22nd, worshippers disrupted a Friday sermon delivered at Al-Aqsa Mosque by a Jordanian chief speaker. He was visiting the mosque at the head of a high-level Jordanian delegation, and the uh, disruption came from uh, Palestinians. Also in late May, the Arab media reported that Jibril Rajoub, the president of the Palestinian Football Association, who holds dual Palestinian and Jordanian citizenship, refused to back the Jordanian candidate for the president of FIFA. And uh, these two incidents have sparked furious reactions from the Jordanian public. Now, Israel is never short of taking an opportunity, uh, but they made an agreement with uh, Jordan, this is Israel, to uh, provide for 1,500 Jordanians to replace foreign workers from Asia and Europe to work in Elat. 
so there is a reaching out by Israel to Jordan and a separation between Jordan and the Palestinian Authority, and uh, it all seems to be playing to a very harmonious tune as far as Israel's concerned. Now, speaking of Israel and uh, their concerns, there has been a recent terrorist slaughter of the Druze population in Syria, but this has sparked a possible reprisal by Israel. What's Israel's interest in Syria? Well, there's a fairly strong Druze community uh, in in Israel, and they've been uh, very vocal in recent days. Uh, There was a very large protest group that met in Tel Aviv at the weekend on Saturday. They held protest and asked the Israeli government to allow them to take in Druze refugees from Syria. Community leaders said they fear that if Syrian Druze are not allowed into Israel, they may be murdered by ISIS, which has taken over large swathes of territory in Syria. And, of course, there were 20 uh, Druze slaughtered by the terrorists last week. And uh, there is a a concern now uh, from the Middle East authorities that Israel may retaliate uh, on behalf of their Druze citizens. Uh, Alongside the renewed protest, the Israeli Druze community this week raised over 8 million shekels to help those communities on the other side of the border. And uh, the increased efforts follow reports that Syria's President Bashar al-Assad does not plan to recapture territory which has already been taken by ISIS. And so there's grave concern uh, for the Druze citizens, and there is every possibility that Israel, in one shape or another, will go into rescue Druze citizens already under Syria's uh, duress. Well, watch this space to see what happens next, I suppose. It's still very tense in that region. It um, is. Ron, we've heard a lot about rocket attacks uh, over the years, uh, especially in areas close to the border, but now there are interesting reports where children are being taught to cope with these constant rocket attacks by singing. Yes, that's right. Uh, and it was a wonderful report uh, done by an Israeli journalist, Hannah Levi-Julian, Levi uh, last weekend. And she wrote about the fact that just a couple of months ago, uh, a, a woman by the name of Natalie Scheider was singing a little song to her two-year-old son as she was getting him settled for playtime after bringing him home from nursery school in a small Negev city. She was singing, red alert, red alert, my heart is beating, boom, 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 my body is shaking, doom, doom, doom. Her grandmother was horrified. She was from America, and she ordered the song to be stopped immediately. How could you, she demanded. What on earth are you doing? What kind of song are you teaching him? And the, the, the mother replied, all the daycare centers and kindergartens are teaching this song to the children. Everyone is learning it. This is how we make sure the little ones don't panic when they hear the rocket alert sirens, when they start firing the missiles from Gaza. She said it reduces their fear. All of the children are memorizing this song, and they all all learn how to hide under their desks and to march to their bomb shelters while singing along. Uh, So... Uh, that's an interesting way the Israelis are coping, particularly with little children, uh, in the midst of the continuing bomb attacks. 
Well, there we go. Something a little bit different to end on today. They say music therapy works in all different areas and looks like uh, music could be the answer to allaying fears of children involved in the uh, rocket attacks. Ron Ross, our uh, Middle East correspondent, always good to hear your perspective on things in that area. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you, Matt. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.